Action. This is Good Morning Liberty. Well, what is up, all of our liberty-loving friends? This is another fan-frickin-tastic episode of the Good Morning Liberty podcast. My name is Nate, officially does not have COVID. Thurston and Charles, we still don't know for sure yet. Thompson, how's it going today, Chuck? I don't actively have it. If I do, then it's totally asymptomatic. But, you know, I didn't didn't allow you in my house the other day until you were confirmed. And uh, Are you actively trying to not have it? Actively trying to avoid it at, at this very moment. <laughs> Are you moment. actively anti-COVID? Yeah, I'm, okay. I'm against COVID. I'm against death. I'm against a lot of things. All right. And uh, most of that being things that harm people. I'm against all of those things. I got to tell you one thing. Um, I didn't have COVID. I went and got a rapid test today. Came back in 15 minutes. Man, did I feel bad for some of the people that went in there that did not have insurance. Number one. That's the first thing I have to say, because they go up there and be like, hey, how much is it for a COVID test? And they're like, well, our visits with no insurance are two hundred and seventy five dollars. And and so I was like, all right. So you're like, I mean, it's going to be minimum two hundred and seventy five bucks to get this COVID test. Now, I just walked in and out, just went right, just right on in and out. And I don't even know if I'm going to end up having to pay anything. I might get a bill somewhere. I'm not sure. Could be for thousands of dollars for all I know. They're probably charging your insurance like six hundred. So there's that. So there's that. That made me very frustrated right off the bat because I know for sure, being someone who trades in the stock market every single day, that there are minimum ten companies that have manufactured COVID test kits that cost like between five and twenty bucks. Where you, if they were allowed, they would be able to put the freaking thing up on Amazon or on their own website or whatever they wanted to do, and you'd be able to order a whole bunch of them, and it would cost you like. 10, 15 bucks a piece, and you would be able to know pretty quickly. And so that is frustrating just to start off. I'm sorry, I'm just rolling right into this, but I just got back. I've been back from the doctor's office for about 20 minutes, and I went there at 1030 this morning. So I've been stewing Jesus. all day. Uh, so so I finally get back. Hey, I'll uh, just I'll hang back here and let you rip it. So that already was was getting me to steaming because I saw a few people come in that wanted to get tests and they ended up walking out because they didn't have insurance and it was too expensive to to do that. And, you know, so that's that bothered me mainly because I know that if the free market were left up to it, we'd all be able to get on Amazon or wherever and we'd be able to have a pack of test kits sent to our house and we'd be able to take as many of them as we want to. And that would help out quite a bit. Now there's probably even go down to your local Walmarts. Yeah. And there's there's up right next to the right next to the bikes. More than likely, the reason they're not they're not allowing that to exist is because then they can't count the numbers because they don't know who's actually going to test positive or negative. And so that now some of them you're supposed to, if it tests positive, you gotta package it up and send it in and all that kind of stuff, allegedly. And you gotta you gotta do that. But anyway, you just can't even get them. And then the other thing is. If I if I did not have COVID or was not expo- exposed to it beforehand, I definitely have been now because I know for sure sitting in that doctor's office waiting because I had to because I couldn't order the one online and have it come to my house. Sitting in that doctor's office waiting with 30 other people, no social distancing because the lobby was too full. Um, sitting with those people was by far the most exposure I've had to coronavirus so far. 
trying to get a test. I feel like I need to go get a test because I was in the place trying to get a test today. <laughs> I'm going to say, hey, can gonna... you test? Hang hey, man, can you test my test? Yeah, <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to go... test that test to I'm make sure I'm going to go back, back in it. and I'm, they're going to be like, did you have exposure to COVID? And I'm be like, yeah, I was here yesterday. <laughs> you know where where was it i was sitting in that chair right I was there in that chair <laughs> and i saw 50 different people roll in and out of these chairs no one wiping anything down people sitting right next to each other all kinds of dogs and cats living together mass hysteria inside of this office right here and there's acid I, rain outside i'm supposed to be in here trying to figure out if i got coronavirus and now i feel like i might have coronavirus from being here <laughs> to see if i had it and that's another reason that I then I then I got I got double upset about the fact that I couldn't just order the test kits online and have them sent to my house. <laughs> this is you don't want to leave me alone for four hours in a chair with screaming babies to think about things ever. <laughs> this is not good for anyone at all. That's fantastic. It just that's isn't. I love it. <sighs> what a great day. You've had yeah. a good day. Yeah. It's been no, a great, it's, great day. Fantastic for you. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, this is the Good Morning Liberty podcast where we talk about life, liberty, the, the pursuit of meaning, and COVID tests every single day of the week when we want to. So if you like all of those things, except for the last one, then you want to go ahead and smash that there subscribe button. We will send a new episode to your phone every single day of the week when we want to. So you want to go ahead and get involved in that for show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what we love doing, man. Even when we don't feel like it sometimes. I did not feel like it today, but when we get on the episode, it it does make me feel better when we start recording the episode. Yeah, especially when you can rant like that. Mm. You have this whole team of Patreon supporters backing you up and they're saying, uh, sorry. And uh, actually, no, they just said that you need to stop exposing yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I heard you get tickets for things like that. I, I expose myself. <laughs> <laughs> to all the people there no one said no nah, in fact no one in the live groups uh apologized for you there's no, no sympathy no, no sympathy said- so if you lack sympathy and want to sign up for the patreon group you should do that patreon.com slash good morning liberty patreon.com slash good morning liberty so subscribe to the podcast sign up for that you get all the inside information and if you want to give nate a little bit of sympathy because he needs it and plus his ego needs it he's just feeling sorry for himself and now he's He's a hypochondriac, uh, mm-hmm. and he's a technical term. Know, now he's afraid he's got the deadly, um, the deadly singing virus. So, <laughs> y'all pray for him. Pray for him that he makes it. Through I it. was really worried because I spent all morning wondering if I had a 0.4 percent chance of dying. <laughs> and luckily, it's it gone back on your heart. Yeah. yeah. This morning, you know, I, I thought I only had a 99.6% chance of making it quite a long time. And now it's finally back up to around the same because a lot of other things can happen. Um, yeah. And so it's pretty much feels the same. Well, I hope way. everyone out there prays for you. You know, the show will be fine without you. We'll, we'll continue on and it'll be just as good, if not better. But I would miss <laughs> you as a friend. <laughs> I'd miss yeah. you as a friend. So, I, you know, I hope you stick around. Tell us who's sponsoring the show there, Charlie. <laughs> Well, let's now let's get through the first article first because you're on a rant and I want you to keep going because okay. this one, oh. this one is uh, it's just ridiculous. And now we have we talk about our own or we talk about you know the uh, the Democrats eating their own, and and then now we're seeing the same thing in the Libertarian Party. And I'm just so sick of things like this. And it's like, why don't you just actually read what they wrote? And in fact, when we get to talking about 
ACB coming up, old uh, Amy Coney Barrett. It was hilarious uh, when she was asked about her notes and stuff like that. They were like, what do you got there? And, and there's a picture of her holding up a blank Senate. It says, uh, she's like, it just says United States Senate and it's blank. She didn't take any notes. And there's a meme going around with the quote from Mark Twain that says, um, that says when you, when you speak something about speaking the truth then you have nothing to hide. Um, oh, you don't have to remember anything when you know the truth. Yeah. So there's nothing to remember. And yeah. that's, that's, she is, she's a badass. If you ain't been watching those things, you need to look up some clips. She is right on the monies and I'm, I'm a big support of her, but you know, what's this deal, Nate, with people just not listening and what? then trying to spin a freaking story. That's like not even remotely half true. Yeah. So uh, we posted a pro Jorgensen thing on our Facebook yesterday. And for those of you guys that have been following us for a while, we've mentioned several times a specific strategy for our Facebook was to market towards uh, middle aged to older conservatives as a beginning strategy. And sometimes that's good and sometimes it's bad. This is, means no offense to anyone, but we did that for a specific reason. That specific reason was people of that age uh, hit the share button. That is specifically why we marketed to them. And when we post something that is, say, pro Jorgensen, on our Facebook, we get all your typical right-wing stuff about throwing away your vote or that being a vote for Biden or or whatever. We even have people say, why, why would you post this on this page? I'm like, this is a libertarian Facebook page. That's why. Like, yeah. like This isn't good morning. This isn't good morning conservatives. This ain't good morning tyranny. Okay. Right. So. Ain't good morning Trump either. No, ain't good morning MAGA. Any, any of that kind of stuff. So we good posted Liberty. And not only that, it was a good quote from Jorgensen, her basically saying that she would veto any bill uh, that that had a deficit and that any anything like that. So it, it was a really good quote and just a good idea for people to follow. Well, one of these things that one of the people said on here, they posted this article and I found the article on the Ron Paul Institute dot org. Now to clarify, Ron Paul, more than likely has not written for the RonPaulInstitute.org in like 15, 20 years, I would say. <laughs> Something like that. And and so this was on the website. I am disappointed that things like this would be allowed to be on there because... In fact, this was written by a dick. Yeah, it was. It was. His Mr. Adam Dick. Written by Adam Dick. Yeah, written yeah. by Mr. Dick. And so. <laughs> what they basically said was, here's the title of it. Joe Jorgensen praises company for firing an employee for posting All Lives Matter at the employee's private Facebook page. So that's a, that is a mouthful, and it's because they have to get the proper manipulation through, and that sometimes takes more words. And so that what they're basically alleging here is that something Joe Jorgensen, Dr. Joe Jorgensen has done, is she has praised this company for firing this person because they posted All Lives Matter on their own Facebook page. Now, that would really piss me off if she would actually praise the company for firing them. And so I wanted to do some digging into it. I didn't have to go very far because the answer is inside the article itself, actually, like the third paragraph down when they're quoting what Dr. Jorgensen said. And now the, to preface... Then you had to get a new phone because you threw your phone yeah. that. <laughs> to preface... By the she, way, I wanted to say, Mom, I don't even have to apologize for that because this guy's real name is Adam Dick. And he's yeah. a dick. That's not that's a his last name. And I'm not 
That's I don't even have to put the explicit tag on this episode. It's actually it's actually uh, discriminatory towards him to allege that his last name would be any type of exactly. a bad word, and that's a, yeah. poor poor Mister Dick's probably been dealing with that his entire life, you know. And so yes. we'll, we'll just we'll let him must throw be a up. hard life. It's a freaking freaking Mike Pence's flies in my room right now. Hold on. <clears throat> All right. totally missed what I just said. No, yeah, I'm sorry. I was trying to swat away this. Yeah. I just said it must be a hard life. <laughs> I don't know. Knowing this guy. So let's let's go through what he had to say. Now, so the the alleged here, which people are spreading around, and this is on the Galderm, RonPaulInstitute.org, is that she's happy that this company fired the person that said all lives matter. So we'll go through your Libertarian Party presidential nominee, Joe Jorgensen, is fond of posting the phrase Black Lives Matter and its hashtag variant, hashtag Black Lives Matter. On our Twitter page, check out our tweets here, 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 just says here. And it's a bunch of links for examples from this and last month. But if you if you dare declare that all lives matter on your po- your personal social media account, Jorgensen stands ready to cheer your employer firing you for your response. So Jorgensen's praise of a company for firing an employee for posting all lives matter at the employee's personal Facebook page occurred during Jorgensen's discussion of racial discrimination in a C-SPAN interview. I mean, the, they're not really hiding this whatsoever. So she's, here, she's talking about how the free market is the way to solve most of this stuff. She goes on talking about Rosa Parks. She said, what a lot of people don't realize is that that was a government-owned, government-run bus. And now, this, only- is, this is Jorgensen talking this, this they is, literally took an excerpt from her speech and put it in this article so this, this is, is what this is what jorgensen is saying her quote she says what a lot of people don't realize is that that was a government-owned government-run bus and the only way that racism was able to go on for so long was the government was putting it into place and you look 60 percent of the bus ridership was black she said so look at today let's say uber discriminated against 60 percent of their customers the best 60% of the customers that they have. She said they would go out of business, as well they should. However, the government doesn't go out of business. They can discriminate all they want, and they just keep raising taxes. So first of all, private companies cannot discriminate as easily and get off as scot-free as the federal government. And we see this now today. There was a woman, I'm still quoting her. She says there was a woman who on her private Facebook, her private Facebook put all lives matter, and the company fired her. And what I'd like to make note of, she wasn't talking to or wasn't tweeting a coworker, an employee, a customer, a client, anybody like that. It was her private Facebook, not the company Facebook. And yet the company said, okay, we don't tolerate that. So again, I see a bigger backlash with private companies. And by and again, by example, Walt Disney World, they treated gays better in the 90s than the federal government did even 20 years later. So there's a profit motive to treat people well. There's her quote. Now, in, in what part? And I'll just read the last paragraph here from RonPaulInstitute.org. Figure out where she praised. Where does she praise the company for doing this? She praising the company. She said, "So this is the writer, like on here, Mr. Dick." Got that? Jorgensen thinks the company is treating people well and admirably, countering racial discrimination when it fires an employee for stating all lives matter at the company's personal Facebook page. Meanwhile, Jorgensen over and over states Black Lives Matter on her own Twitter page. Loathsome. Now, this is uh, on the same level of journalistic malpractice 
that I see on on their on the New York Times, the Huffington Post, freaking Newsweek, Time Magazine, RonPaulInstitute.org. With no insurance. There ain't no malpractice insurance. <laughs> no. Honestly, no, it's about no time we have some journalistic malpractice lawsuits out there. Okay. <laughs> Honestly, we've all been damaged by this. Yeah. <laughs> okay. There needs to be a class action journalistic malpractice lawsuit. Just countrywide. All right. Uh, then, then your newspaper is going to get more expensive, Nate. Yeah, it, it will. They'll have to get they'll have to get their malpractice insurance and all that every time they post an article that that's completely untrue. Yeah. So, so it's. Do you guys see how frustrating this is? Now, I disagree, but a lot of the ways that Jorgensen has gone about talking about this, um. She clarified her first tweet when she said the first time she tweeted Black Lives Matter and then attached on to that tweet said, I'm standing in solidarity with people who are fighting for criminal justice reform, all this stuff, not with an organization by the name Black Lives Matter. So she did connect that on there. We talked about that when it happened. But in the same way, it doesn't matter what politician we're talking about. Um. I don't care if it's Trump or it's her or whatever. If you're going to criticize someone, do it based on actual factual information. Did you did you even hear anything in that, Charlie, that could be interpreted the way that RonPaulInstitute.org decided to interpret this? No. I mean, Not where where close. is it? And in fact, the thing the the her entire the she sums it up in one sentence at the very end. She said, "So there's a profit motive to treat people well." And you know, this goes back to the civil rights area, because a lot of people think, oh, without government, then we would have so much racism and everything. Just look at what happened back in the day. And it's like, look, private companies are much faster at adapting to societal and cultural changes than the government ever will be. And the fact what she was saying is the fact that a bus company was able to be to be so discriminatory and racial and, and racist essentially, to most of its customers, to a majority of its customers, 60% of its customers. The reason why they were able to operate for so long is because there was no choice. It was owned by the government and it's impossible for the government to go out of business. And what she's, what the argument she's making here, regardless of whether or not you think it's okay for a, for a private company to fire someone over all lives matter, which by the way, you should, a company should be able to fire anybody for whatever reason. It's like, I don't like the way you smell today. Yeah. I don't like so, your haircut. Get out of here. Yeah. I don't yeah. like it. You it, gained weight. Get out. Yeah. I don't care. You, you looked at my wife funny. I'm yeah. fired. Yeah. Like there's, there's absolutely as a business owner, it's your private entity. You have full control. And now it is it morally matter. right to do that, Charlie? No, no, I, now I, morally, I don't think you should do that. I'm saying, should somebody have the right to do that? Absolutely. It's your company. It's yours, right? No one else has any other right to it. If you want to be an idiot and blow up your company, then you can do that. You know, if Uber wanted to discriminate against black people, they could go out of business yeah. if they wanted to. And then a company really that doesn't stupid. discriminate will pop up in their place. Yeah. And then Lyft will be valued at one hundred and twenty eight billion dollars. <laughs> they'll take all of Uber shares. Yeah. But but look, that's the thing that she's getting at here is that pri the private market is much better at managing discrimination and, and racist tendencies from people than the government ever is and ever will be. And in fact, under the government, 
that slavery and racism was legal. Mm-hmm. All right. And in fact, it continued on a lot longer than it ever would have in a private market, in a free market. So what she's getting at here is that regardless of why a company does something, the profit motive to treat people well, it actually works. Isn't that amazing? It is amazing. Isn't that just, isn't that just wonderful that because people desire to make a profit, they'll, they're willing to work people that they're willing to work with people they would otherwise despise and hate, but because there's a profit motive and there's, there's an incentive to keep your business afloat, then you're willing to go against perhaps your beliefs or perhaps what you would do. Like, you know, imagine, um, I don't don't know, let's say it's a, 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 a Pentecostal person and a Baptist hanging out, you know, (laughs) they don't believe the same things. They believe in the same God, but they don't believe in the same things. And so, uh, you know, imagine if uh, a Pentecostal person wanted a Baptist person to fix their skirt or something. I don't know what the, I don't know the analogies. (laughs) I forgot what my grandpappy told me about this story. He left some details out. He was drunk when he told me this one. <laughs> so it reminds me of uh, Milton Friedman's uh, video about the, the the pencil. You know, I think he did mm-hmm. a did a did an eye pencil thing, uh, yeah. talking about how the this pencil required thousands of people to come together from all different walks of life that probably didn't agree on all the same things. They weren't the same religion. Uh, they didn't live in the same places, and they all came together to put together all the materials that that comprise uh, this pencil right here that he talked about and that one of my favorite conversations that he ever did and this is exactly what we're talking about the free market it, i mean i don't when he used the word force is a is a kind of a bad word for that but the the free market incentivizes people to work together whether they like each other or not and that is truly taking human nature into account and in the that incentive structure into account without using government force to put these people together in any kind of way. It's it's such a better, such a better system. And yeah. that's what she was trying to say. Even countries that can be at war with each other yeah, sometimes yeah. have to cooperate in order to, in, in order to produce things uh, for the larger society. So it's like even people you absolutely despise of, <laughs> you would cooperate with them. So Wes said he has to break in for a second. Live ACB questioning. We just learned that she doesn't hate warm puppies and her family has a chinchilla as a pet. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's uh, that well, We needed to get that. He, he said that Senator uh, Kennedy mocking the questions Kamala just asked. I have heard some ridiculous questions. She was asked if she had ever sexually assaulted anyone. Um, she serious? was asked. Uh, Cory Booker asked her if she uh, would condemn white supremacy. <laughs> if she agreed. Like. All this stupid stuff. And when and when she said yes, he was like, well, I wish our president would do the same thing. And man, I just wanted to reach to the TV and smack him right in the face right then. You know, I'm just I don't care who we're talking about. I'm sick of people lying about stuff all the time, man. That's how you com- yes. that's how you mess everything up. When everything is a lie, there's nothing's ever real. There's no principle. There's no basis for anything. And everything just falls apart. Like we got to stop lying about all of this stuff all the time. And that's all politicians do. And you know, it's amazing. People will say, no, don't trust a politician. We have jokes our entire lives about how politicians terrible and they're always lying. And, and, uh, his, <laughs> his back's crooked as a politician, <laughs> you know, there's all, right. there's all kinds of stuff like that. 
yet we still listen to what these people say. We still listen to him, even though we all know our entire lives we've been told the politicians lie about everything. And we still listen to anything that they say. Because you know what? The ones that we like, those are the ones that don't lie. <laughs> those are the ones that never lie about anything. Maybe we're doing the same thing with Dr. Joe right now, but I'm just trying to call out a lie that was said about her because it's frustrating. She's got enough stuff working against her. All right. She's... Yeah, I'm looking up these uh, like insane questions. Like, do you play piano? Yeah. What's it like having black children? Like, What's it what? like having black children? Yeah. What's... Yeah. I think that came from Mike like... Lee, actually. I just why would you why would you ask a question like that? The questions that you know, she's done an amazing job so far. Um I've actually been pretty I I've been pretty enthused by the fact that she's probably just gonna get passed directly through here. Um to me, she is definitely a benefit to have on there. Um do you what do you find in Charles? Just all kinds of things. Do you own a gun? <laughs> What, oh, yeah, I heard the do you own a gun. And yeah. so that was a ridiculous one, too, because basically it was acting as she would be able to be um, impartial in a in a case about gun rights if she owned a gun. I just want to be like, oh, does that mean someone like we should ask the same question about someone who doesn't own a gun? So someone right. who does own a gun and someone who doesn't own a gun, neither one of those people should be able to rule on any type of a gun law. That's actually what you're saying right there. Right. Like, it's... It's ridiculous. Like as if, you know, the second amendment isn't absolutely clear. Yeah. It's been, um, it's been interesting. I've been, you know, I've watched them intermittently. I haven't got to watch anything today. Um, let's see. Cheryl says here in the live group, Hawaiian Senator asked the sexual harassment question. And it's just like, it's absolutely insane. Some of the things that they're asking a, a Supreme court justice, it's they're just wasting air. They're, they're wasting time and space and air. They are. And they, I mean, they're trying to waste Ask time. Ask her about her qualifications, right? Why, why is she qualified to be a Supreme Court justice? And you could tell by her accolades, she's uh, more than qualified. She's, so, very, she's very qualified. She has great ideology when it comes to the job of a justice on the Supreme Court. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say what I was thinking about earlier. It's like, it's like sitting there and being like, uh, can you sing? <laughs> no can you sing uh the the um can you sing the devil went down to georgia for us and if we uh if we don't like it i'm voting no <laughs> so you need to you need to sing well and if she does uh, it flawlessly the news story will be why does acb know every word to the devil goes the devil went down to georgia is she a satan worshiper is she a, is she a white supremacist <laughs> what so, is this it's so ridiculous yeah um, wow. so what I was thinking earlier when you I, think I shot the sheriff, <laughs> <laughs> which side do you agree with? <laughs> Did you like, watch uh, no, family I... matters or full house? <laughs> which one is it? It's like the, that's the type of questions they're asking. It's so absurd. It's absurd. Uh, so, anyway, um, well, well, if you guys want to live a free life, I got something to tell you about. That's the expat money show. This is a sponsor of the show. We really appreciate um, Mikkel Thurup. We actually interviewed him not that long ago. It was uh, not last week, but the week before. So you guys go back and listen to our interview with Mikkel Thurup from the expat money show. We go to expatmoneyshow.com. That, that's E-X-P-A-T, E-X-P-A-T, expatmoneyshow.com. 
and you can learn how to live the free, true libertarian lifestyle. So we always talk about like, what does it mean to be a libertarian? Like we, we believe in all of these things, right? We believe in liberty and freedom and all that stuff. And then what do we do about it? Well, if you actually want to learn the next steps to, uh, and, and need some help on how to legally reduce your tax bill and to be able to relocate to a peaceful country that doesn't have an aggressive uh, government and military, and you can actually live out the principles and the philosophy of libertarianism then you need the expat money show. They have new episodes every single Friday. And also you can go to expatmoneyshow.com. They have blogs. They have a rapidly growing Facebook group. This guy, we interviewed him. He talked about going to Panama or he actually lives in Panama um, and base virtually pays no taxes legally. And so it's not like you're going to be running from the government or anything. This is all legal stuff. So you really need to check it out. It's very interesting stuff. And I, I may see you in Panama one day. So go to expatmoneyshow.com or search expatmoneyshow uh, wherever you listen to your podcast. And you don't even have to be a libertarian. I know everyone listening here so we can talk that way. But this this thing is not just for libertarians. It's for anyone who for wants anyone. to protect their money, to protect their investments, to protect their wealth, to actually live freely. Uh, so, yeah, I just I couldn't be more of a supporter of what he's doing. Expatmoneyshow.com. Great dude. Great, great dude. Um, go check it out. My thoughts on what's going on with ACB right now. Listen, she's going to get confirmed barring something insane happening. I don't know what it will be. They could have something in their in their back pocket, some type of FBI investigation that we've got to do before we finally have this vote. Who knows? Uh, but what what I can tell so far is that she's she seems to be very good on the Constitution. She seems to know very well what the job of a Supreme Court justice is, which is to interpret a law not to write her own uh, dreams and her political ambitions into a law. And she said that very time, what, is, what does it mean to be a, what is that, text, textualist, or whatever that is? Um, An originalist. Originalist. What she's basically saying is, um, I'm supposed to read a law that words have meanings, that these laws have words and the words have meanings, and I'm supposed to interpret what this law means. And if something needs to be changed, that goes to the legislature, and the legislature needs to change the law. And that's exactly what the Supreme Court was meant to do, by the way. But I've been looking at the bright side on this, because a lot of us, being libertarians, we talk about some of these fringe ideas, like the the branches of government have too much power, stuff like that, you know, just kind of way way out there in outer space kind of ideas. So we know that the Supreme Court has too much power and that they're really issuing opinions. And uh, we've we've taken the things that they've ruled on um, way too seriously in the past. What I The good I see coming out of this is that when the Supreme Court is actually tilted towards the right, which is a terrible thing to say, but it is tilted towards people who will just interpret the Constitution and not read into it what they want to be in there. When it's tilted that way, people on the left and leftist states, your blue states, are going to be more likely to not pay attention to what the Supreme Court decides on things. And they're going to say, oh, the Supreme Court actually can't tell us what to do. We don't like what they have to say, so we're just going to keep doing it. And to me, I'm I'm actually kind of enthused about that because that's some of what needs to be happening anyway. Like that's we what, can move towards the Constitution a little bit. And so I, I believe we're going to we're, we're weirdly going to go into this twilight zone where the left will be pushing for states rights 
issues and ignoring what the Supreme Court says about things. And while I might not agree with the things they end up pushing states' rights issues on, what I do like is the precedent that that is going to set for the future when states decide to completely ignore what the Supreme Court rules on. That is going to open the door for that to be the precedent. Well, they didn't pay attention to what the Supreme Court ruling said right there. Well, guess what? It's 2035, and I don't like what the Supreme Court just said either, Mr. Mr. Red State Runner, and, and I'm the governor, and I don't like what they said. And so we're just not going to pay attention to it. And so to me, this is oddly going to push us into being stronger on the 10th Amendment than we are right now, pushing us over to that, because you're going to see leftists rebel against Supreme Court rulings. And it will be... To me, that is a that is a good thing because it needs to set the stage for everyone to do that. In my opinion, in my humble opinion. Now, that's just an opinion. That's not something I'm going to impose on you through executive fiat or anything like that. So, yeah, I don't know what you it's think. Actually a, a really interesting piece by the New York Times. I was actually surprised um, that they came out with this because um, and this was written by by a lady by Vanessa Friedman. Um, and it says pearls, pumps, and precedent in the case of Amy Coney Barrett. And, you know, the first part of it is kind of, um, kind of whatever, but, uh, what she's talking about is that the way Amy Coney Barrett has presented herself is that she's someone who's prepared, someone who knows what they're talking about, someone who doesn't try to make you feel stupid, even though she might be the smartest person in the room. And someone who understands history and precedent. And it says here that uh, she said, what is the opposition talking about with their wild accusations? Golly gee, are you going to believe them with their endless repetitive questions about cases? Or are you going to trust your very own eyes? She doesn't look like someone who thinks she is more clever than you, even though she graduated first in her law school class. So duh. And she didn't need notes. She radiates preparedness, not in a smarty pants way, but in the way of a parent who leaves the house with wet wipes, a pen, and a snack in her handbag. She (laughs) looks decorous. She looks like someone who would, as she said, respect history and authority rather than upend it. She looks like someone good at baking snickerdoodles, though she didn't say that, and it may not be true. Still, if there's one thing she understands, it's precedent. And so they're talking about the way she presents herself, how she looks, all of those different types of things. And I'm, I'm actually shocked that that came from the New York Times actually published that. And it's on the front page of Google, by the way. Huh. How about so, that? There yeah, there's go. just like Todd said in the group. She can't just, find anything wrong with her. She's What's, so he, he said she's so uncontroversial that people are just using this uh, to talk politically for their campaigns. The senators are campaigning up there. Kamala Harris is up there campaigning. That's all they're doing. They don't have anything to call her on. Oh, you're going to interpret the Constitution? It's just a cat and pony show. They can't. They, <laughs> this is a dog face pony soldier right here. Anyway. Tell <laughs> me um, about them Proud Boys, Knight. Yeah, I got one more thing. Man, these Proud Boys. This is what happens when I'm sitting in a doctor's office for... <laughs> Hours and hours contracting coronavirus from people while I'm trying to get <laughs> tested for it. Um, so I saw someone post in one of the groups I'm a member of. Now, I joined all kinds of groups on Facebook as another marketing tactic. When we we used to, we don't really do it anymore. One of the ways we grow we grew our Facebook was when we would release an article. We I would share it out to like every group I was a member of. 
because a lot of those groups have a lot of members in them. So it was like a little free promotion thing that we used to do. I haven't done it in a while. Um, but anyway, I'm a member of this group and it's mostly leftists talking about stuff. And they posted this article from Newsweek. And it was a quote from a from a Proud Boys member. And basically what they said was that if Trump loses, there's going to be a civil war. And so the Proud Boys are, are going to start fighting their civil war if Trump loses, which I mean, I don't I don't, I don't know about that. I, there could be some people, but I feel like the realities kind of set in a little bit that this is not exactly in Trump's favor right now. Um, anyway, so they were asking how worried about this should I be that people like this are going to be uh, committing violence around the country? And what I had to say was, you know, first off, if Trump wins, also there could be a civil war. And I would be more worried about it if Trump wins, because then the side that's going to be angry is going to be the side that actually has a clear history of committing violent acts all around the country. And by like clear, I mean very recent, like right now, probably there's, there's something happening. And the responses I got were just so, so ridiculous. The first one was, well, uh, uh, he basically called me, uh, uh, said that if it wasn't a Republican, then they were going to, they were going to be violent. And so you got to vote Republican. And I, first off, I was like, I didn't say vote Republican. I didn't say that at all. You know, his response was, that's not important. Not important what, what you actually said. Just, I didn't say. I didn't say it. And his response was, "That's not important." <laughs> I don't understand people's brains, man. There's something wrong here. And so then it kept going with, it kept going with. Well, there's that. There's no proof that that people on the left have been committing any violent acts around the country. Actually, it's been people on the right that have been more violent than people on the left. And so you're just making a baseless claim that people on the left are going to commit some kind of violent acts. And I, you, you guys ever been in that position where something was so stupid, you didn't know how to respond to it at all? <laughs> like, I didn't know what to say back because what you're literally, it, it's as if someone had a gun to your head and you were like, Hey man, why do you have a gun to my head? And they're like, I don't have a gun to your head. You've got a gun to my head. What are you talking about? I'm like, yeah. dude, literally. You're holding a gun. It's pointed at my head. My eyes can see it, relaying information in my brain, and I can see that this is what's happening. And they're like, no, I'm not. What are you talking about? You're the one that's got a gun on me right now. And just imagine the frustration you would feel. One, having a gun pointed at your head, and two, having that person say that you were making it up. Right. <laughs> and that's what you're dealing with right now. It's crazy. Yeah. It's gonna, I'm, I'm just going to explode, man. So I, so all I had to say back was, listen, I'm not going to get involved with your gaslighting. If you want to say this, that's fine. But you and me both know what the actual truth is. And just so you know, um, I'm just not going to go for the gaslighting. It's not going to work on me. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's just not going to. Well, because when you light gas, it sets fires. Yeah, exactly. We don't need any more, though. Just ask California. <laughs> I you should have responded and said, sweep your florist. Sweep your florist, man. So <laughs> Sweep your florist lately. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I told the guy that, you know, he's holding the gun in my head. I was like, could you please fire that thing directly up in the air so we're both safe? I mean, come on, just do that. <laughs> it's the only safe way to fire a gun. Right. All right. So this has kind of been a dumb bleep of the week. And it's mainly because I had four hours to sit in a chair today. 
or with with kids screaming and people playing games and stuff on their phones at full volume like there weren't 30 other people in the room sitting around them. Oh, around my God. Coronavirus. This is what happens when you lock me in a room with people for four hours. <laughs> this is what happens. Yeah. Oh, good Lord. I don't know, man. What do you think? You want to read this? You want to read this article a little bit? What are? Oh, yeah. I forgot about the oh, article. Yeah. <laughs> so this is coming from Newsweek. It says Proud Boys supporter. So we don't even know if this guy's in the group, but just Proud Boys supporter warns of civil war if Donald Trump loses election. So a video has emerged of a Proud Boys supporter warning that there will be a civil war if Donald Trump does not get reelected in November and advises people to stock up on guns. The clip featuring the self-proclaimed supporter of the far right group was posted online by actor. True, Bob- it says he's a supporter of it. He's not even a member of it. Right. <laughs> it was posted online by actor and blogger Walter Masteron, uh, Masteron and took place during a Trump rally in Staten Island, New York. The Proud Boys supporter, who is not identified, describes how the group are not brawlers, despite being known for their violent rallies and altercations. <laughs> Left-wing groups and movements such as Antifa. I thought Antifa wasn't a group. I don't know. It's just an idea. Are. Yeah, but they're the Proud Boys are the violent ones, not 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 Antifa. And uh. Quote, but we're there. We're like the Marines. We're the first to come in, he adds. When asked by Master on how the Proud Boys reacted to Trump's stand back and stand by comments he made during the televised presidential debate, the man said the group took that to mean the president is telling them to wait for my orders. And that's exactly what they're waiting for. The supporter adds the clip then shows uh, Masterin suggesting the proud boys are not violent before jumping to the supporter, given a warning as to what will happen if he does not win the election. Quote, if Trump doesn't get reelected, there's going to be a riot. If he doesn't get elected, this is when you're going to see a civil war. He adds my recommendations to anyone is stock up on ammo, get your guns. The interview is then cut off and the video ends. So this, it's so funny because at the end of this article, it says, um, just a reminder that this is exactly how proud boys interpreted Trump's called arms. Cause you asked one person who claimed to be a supporter of the proud boys as if he speaks for every member of the proud boys or speaks for every person in the world. That yeah. would be upset if Donald Trump didn't get elected, that they would actually start a civil war. Would they take it seriously if I spoke to one BLM supporter and they said that there was going to be riots in the civil war if Trump wins the election? They'd be like, oh, that's just one person. They're mostly right. peaceful. <laughs> you know? Ugh. That's a mostly peaceful BLM supporter, man. They're just... He just must have had one of his mental episodes. Journal journalistic malpractice suits, man. That's going to be the new thing. <laughs> Good stuff. Can I tack on one more dumb bleep from Newsweek on top of that? Yeah. Connected to this article was another article titled Proud Boys Supporter. Oh, wait, that's the same one. This is Proud Boys members appear in official Trump campaign video. <laughs> now, what does that sound like to you? What does it sound like? Like if you're someone who holds this ideology... Proud Boys members are appearing in a Trump campaign video that that Trump hired them, essentially. So you read the article and it literally says that in one of the shots at the end of the video, it caught the arm of a person that was wearing a black and yellow Proud Boys jacket. Oh, my God. (laughs) 
It's the second paragraph in the article. Oh, they're featured. Oh, my God. Featured the Proud Boys (laughs) as if they were the stars of the campaign. (laughs) One arm caught the arm of someone who was wearing a pro Proud Boys jacket in in (laughs) the end of the video. That's so good. That's oh, so good. Bubba, no. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? I don't think we can handle any more of this today, man. I just don't know if we could do it. Oh, I'm just trying to. If if you just had no morals and, and just no no conscience whatsoever, there's no limit to the amount of crazy articles you could write and post on your yeah. page. Like just there's no limit to it at all. Like you took a picture of a, a, a city that was on fire and in one of the windows you caught that there was a Bernie Sanders campaign commercial on the TV in one of in one of the buildings that you took a picture of. And you're like, Bernie Sanders campaign of, officials, official video spotted playing during a during a fire in the in the area. And like you just make up all kinds of crazy stuff like that. And I can't imagine just being that just devoid of morals and, and any kind of conscience whatsoever. Yeah. You can feel good writing stuff like this. It's crazy. Yeah. Joe Biden spotted punching a baby or, <laughs> or making a fist to punch a baby. There was <laughs> Joe Biden, Joe Biden together. spotted mingling with someone who had once been accused of being a friend of someone that laughed one time when they saw a baby punch and it's like someone in the back of the crowd back there and <laughs> in the video and they never talked or anything like that. It's just in a room where they were in I'm like, yeah. listen, it's that same principle as like getting mad that, you know, some people support things. It's like, how can I control who listens to, for instance, like who listens to the show? How can I control that? Yeah. I can't control who listens to the show. Like if a member of the proud boys listens to the show and then somehow we're evil. Yeah. As a member of the Proud Boys, which you don't even know if they're a bad group. Like podcast followed by Proud Boys members says this about Kamala Harris. Right. Boom. Did you see how racist we just were made out to be in one headline yeah. right there? You right. don't even need to read the article. Yeah. It's crazy, man. Then we get some good publicity. So Yeah, I mean, I'm fine. <laughs> if someone wants to do that, that's totally fine. Go ahead. Yeah. Write the article. This is Newsweek, though. They are the ones who posted in the 70s on the cover that the um, that, you know, the whole earth was going to freeze over. And then they had a big, long story about how we needed to melt the polar ice caps so we could stop the earth from freezing over. And they've, <laughs> they've featured this, this idea from scientists, uh, about spreading soot all over the ice caps. So they would capture the sun's heat and warm up and they would melt in an attempt to stop the earth from freezing. Jeez. So that was also on Newsweek. <laughs> so what do you expect, man? Oh, yeah. What do you expect? <laughs> exactly. You do the math. Uh, all right, man. You good? I'm good. Yeah. All right. It's been, a, uh, it's been a pretty fun week in the stock market, hasn't it? So far? Oh, it's been it's been nuts. I did do... We had a massive drop there for a while today. I, I don't know what the actual market did. I know my futures trade went really well and I was short, so I don't know where the market actually ended up. But it seemed like it dropped for a little bit. And yeah. uh, it had a massive update. It's had some massive down days. We got uncertainty right now. A bunch of uncertainty. People with a lot of money don't like uncertainty. They like to have some type of foundational idea of the future when they're investing billions of dollars in things. And we don't have that right now. 
because the election could still end up being a toss-up regardless of who gets the most votes. We don't know if it's going to go to the Supreme Court and the mail-in ballots are going to get tossed out. Like we don't, we, we don't even know yet. So if you are interested in sorting through all that mess, like it's a glorious 10,000 piece puzzle that you can, that you can finish in your life with success. Well, then go ahead and go to mastermystonks.com. We're talking about the market every single day. Charlie's had himself uh, a good couple of weeks for I sure. I, I had to a make it week, I would say, because last Tuesday I had a, a really big loss and then I've made all of that back and then some in since Wednesday of yeah. last week. So accounts, uh, accounts looking, looking pretty right there. I just started the new account and I took the money out of that and I started a new account with that and I'm taking some money out of some other accounts and starting it right there. Started in the IRA yesterday. So I'm like, well, I guess I'm, maybe I'm going to start trading with my IRA account instead. But anyway, if you want to learn about all the strategies that we're using every single day, you can go to mastermystonks.com. You don't have to know anything. In fact, I put an hour and 10 minute long video on there yesterday, starting very basically from what is day trading? What does that even mean? What does it mean to be long? What does it mean to be short? All the different words that are involved. So if you don't even know a word yet, you can go to mastermystonks.com and get involved so you can learn what's going to happen or what to do when all this stuff does happen. So you can impress your friends, impress your family, and protect your wealth, your capital, or grow, grow some new ones. Grow some new capitals out there. You yeah, know, grow some new capitals to be grown. Plant some wealths out there, <laughs> and you wait for them to grow into a plant. Yeah, you know, or go to mastermytrades.com if you don't like the word stonks. Yeah, but stonks is where it's at, man. I'm telling you, stonks only go up. <laughs> Trades can sometimes go down. So mastermytrades.com, mastermystonks.com. Guys, join the live group. As I mentioned, patreon.com slash Liberty. Those numbers keep going up too. So we really appreciate you guys joining. Putting your money where your mouth is for this thing we called Liberty. God, we love it. It's so good and kind and dear to us and we need to protect it. And you can start by sending us your money. That's how we start. So <laughs> patreon.com slash Liberty for as little as five bucks a month. It doesn't cost you nothing but a couple burgers from mcdonald's so skip those this month and donate five dollars at least you can donate more if you really believe in liberty and your pocketbook's full and uh, we can keep spreading this message so patreon.com slash good morning liberty then please continue to share the show leave us that rating and review on itunes and if you do all of that we'll be back again tomorrow hope you guys have a good day and a good morning liberty Oh. COVID has taken this year, just since the outbreak, has taken more than 100 years. Look, here's the lives. It's just, it's, I mean, you think about it. <laughs> more lives this year than any other year for the past 100 years.